Welcome to the Simply Charlotte Mason podcast. I'm Sonia Schaefer. My friend and co-worker Laura Pitney is with me today for another episode of Your Questions Answered. All right, this question is, what is the place of audiobooks in a Charlotte Mason home school? That is a great question, for sure. <laughs> I can think of, well, let's talk about benefits first. Okay. How they can be very helpful to a homeschool mom. Benefit, I would definitely say it's helpful for me and my voice mm-hmm. when I am running thin on everything else I've been doing as far as vocally. Yes, yes. Or if you're just not available yeah. at the moment. That way your child doesn't have to wait for you yep. to come back. Or a substitute teacher, like when grandma comes, there you, you go. know, there the pressure is not on her and they can just listen to it. That's a good point. Another benefit is if the narrator is a good one. Yes. Not just, you know, grabbing whatever we can find for free because right. those are hit and miss. Correct. Um, but if it's a good narrator, then they're presenting to the children a great model yep. of reading aloud well. Yep. So it's a great resource. Yeah, it sure. can be. It can be. Um, another thing could be helping reluctant readers. Yes. Um, I've talked to many moms who I tell them, let the child listen to the book, mm-hmm. but then give them a printed copy so they can follow along yes. as they're hearing it. Yes. And of course, they can do that with you in sure. person, you know. Sure. But that audio book could also be helpful yeah. for that. I definitely think there's benefit to the reluctant reader. I've done that with a couple of my children, and it just gives them a sense of independence. Mm -hmm. They see the older children taking their book and finding a cozy place and doing some independent reading. And so for that reader that's struggling a little bit or maybe reluctant, a reluctant reader, it really gives them some independence and confidence. And I have seen it in my own life where the children have really gotten over that hump of feeling like they can't read or it's too hard. It's just a mental switch that, oh, I can do this, and they're hearing it and they're seeing it. Um, So I definitely have seen benefits of using it for that purpose in our home. And as you said, maybe not just a reluctant reader, but if the child is really struggling with a certain book or a certain text. I know you used it for your science book for one of your older daughters this year, right? Yes. You know, when you hit those middle school years, it's just really challenging sometimes. And I felt like my older daughter was struggling with going from all these wonderful living books that she read well to reading this conversationally based textbook that was a great transition over to high school level work, but the the words were different, Mm -hmm. the pronunciation she didn't know. It just, it was a struggle for her and she felt defeated right right at the beginning. So we transitioned to, well, why don't we read it together? And then I was like, wait, I'm having a hard time reading some of these words. <laughs> you know, so it was it was even difficult for me, plus the time that it took. Mm-hmm. And so for her t- to still keep her independence and be able to do her workload, she would listen to the um, audio version and follow along the, the assignment for the day. And Eventually, as months went on, we were able to wean off the audio version and she because she had gained the confidence, she learned the flow of mm-hmm. the, the way that it was written. Um, but it was it was almost a necessity because I had other children that needed full attention right. um, where she was already so independent, it was hard to backtrack. So mm-hmm. um, I was sold 100% to use that for that purpose for Just her. Just as a transition yes, and yes. then weaned it off. That's a great yeah. idea. Yeah, it was super helpful. Audiobooks can also be helpful if there's a vision issue. Yes. I know yeah. um, 
if, if a child just struggles to even see the words, yeah. then let's give them the audiobook, right. absolutely. And another one that hits close to home for me is car trips. Because yes. yes. I get motion sick if I try to read in the car. Yep. And so I can't, you know, I have all these wonderful visions right. of mom sitting in the front seat reading the book yeah. to the kids. And I can read like yeah. one sentence and then it's like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that the car trips and listening to the books on trips um, is beneficial, but it also alleviates some of the antsiness that you get in the car, you know. So it just, there's that common bond and everybody wants to read the next chapter, let's keep going. And you're like, we got hours, why not? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and you also yeah. do that with handcrafts, yes. right? Yes, we Just do. in the background, well, mm -hmm. I shouldn't say in the background, yeah. but you put on, go ahead and talk about that. Sure. So honestly, I felt um, the need to want to do the handicrafts for myself. Mm -hmm. And somehow over the years, we had transitioned to where I would read aloud and my children would listen to me reading aloud, but they would also either crochet quietly or work on a, whatever the handicraft was, um, embroidery, whatever um, we were doing at the time. Now, I assume this is after they already know how Correct. to do it, right? Correct, because okay. boy, there could be some, uh, some frustration trying to, okay, let me show you how to do that and then read, and then show you how to do it and read. So. After everybody was confident in their handicraft, then they would pull that out and I would read out loud. But mm -hmm. I got to thinking, I miss doing my handicraft. So it has just evolved into us listening to the audio version of our family read aloud. And then all five of us pull out our handicraft that we're working on. We don't do that all the time, mm -hmm. but it gives me um, the freedom yeah. to, to work on my handicraft when I wouldn't otherwise have the time. It's so. a great option. I love me some audio, vision, audio version <laughs> of things. So. Okay, yeah. so now let's talk about maybe some cautions, yeah. some things we need to think about in using them. One thing that really strikes home with me that I've heard many moms talk about is what I call binge listening. Yeah. Yeah. That we just put it on and it goes for hours yeah. and we never stop to narrate. Sure. Um, I think that's a real danger yeah. that can happen yeah. with audiobooks. The times we've used it, it's always been for an assignment. It's whatever the reading was for that day or maybe for a few days and they wanted, you know, there's, there's a beginning and an end. Mm -hmm. It wasn't necessarily um, free reign to listen for hours at end. Now, right. I will say if it's one of just their free reads that they love doing that's not a part of the schoolwork where I want them to be narrating, you know, I don't mind that as much if they listen to, you know, however long. In their leisure time. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. But if it's a school subject and if it's something that, like you're saying, you need to stop and contemplate and do a narration on or mm -hmm. tell, you know, whatever the assignment is, um, I definitely feel like that there's um, there's got to be a balance. It can easily get out of control because it's easy. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is. And balance also reminds me of, as you were saying, um, working on your handicrafts while mm -hmm. you're listening. Yeah. That's, that seems like a good go together, but mm -hmm. there's also the temptation to do other things, you yeah. know, like, oh, well, let's check Facebook while we're listening, right. or yeah. let's, things that require much more mental concentration, sure. and that way the children don't practice the habit of paying full attention. Right. That definitely can be a downside to, to it becoming um, used in a wrong way, mm -hmm. so to speak. Mm -hmm. And so um, 
in my example of using it while we are doing something else and handicrafting that example, um, generally that's the only time we do listen to it, even though the children want to maybe listen to our read aloud at other times. Um, it's, I know that that's structured. I know that they understand the parameters of, okay, I'm going to sit here. And if I don't feel like doing my handicraft, I can just sit and listen. Mm -hmm. So, again, there's a, a beginning and an end. It's purposeful, even though a downside is that because you're doing something, you're distracted from the story or the full attention. But, um, but like you said, you wait until that handicraft is well established yeah. so they don't have to give it so much concentration. Sure. Sure. How do I do this again? You yeah. know, they're just in the rhythm. Right. Yeah, right. that works. Um, another potential caution, mm -hmm. I think, is in all the things that the child is missing looking at. Yeah. Um, Charlotte talked about the children need to transition to independent reading so they can see how words are spelled. Yeah. Yeah. as they're reading. And if you're just listening, right. you're not going to see the spellings. And you're going to miss out on a lot of the illustrations. Yeah. Yeah. I know even like Howard Pyle. Yeah, for sure. His books are not easy to read, but he has some great illustrations in there. Yeah. And you're just going to miss those Yeah, kind of as icing on the cake. I will say the times that we have used the audio version of books, we've always had a hard copy. It's never been only the audio version. Um, now, some situations don't always lend itself to that. For instance, traveling or um, maybe the, the copy's not available to, to where you live, so right. the audio version's the only option. But um, that's just kind of the way we've always done it, that if we're going to do the audio version, we're also going to have the hard copy. Um, now, if it's a family read-aloud and we're doing handicrafts, nobody's following along. Right. But if it's um, maybe their supplemental history reading, mm -hmm. I have the hard copy and they're listening to it and they are following along. So um, I definitely feel like there is benefit to listen and see the words because yes. otherwise you are missing out on um, this, the spelling aspect yes. of reading these good literature books or these good living books. And seeing that spelling is mm -hmm. such an important part of dictation yep. and the whole method of teaching right. spelling in a Charlotte Mason way. Right. Another, I was just reading a very interesting mm -hmm. book called The Enchanted Hour, where the author talks about all of the benefits that come from reading together, and there's all this wonderful research and scientific evidence. It's just a fascinating book. I'll leave a link in the show notes so you can access this book for yourself, The Enchanted Hour. Read it. Um, and in there, she talks about how when a person is reading aloud in the setting, that that person can respond and notice what each child is doing, what each listener is doing. So if a child is confused, you can see it on their face and you can respond to that. Or if you're reading about, you know, Jack dying in the Laura Ingalls books or Charlotte dying in Charlotte's Web or Beth dying and little everybody dies, you know. <laughs> but and it's hard for me to read those. I yeah. start bawling, and right. then the kids are bawling as well. Yeah. And you have to kind of pause for right. a moment. Right. And an audiobook doesn't realize that right. to pause unless the child pushes the button, you know, and make it pause. Right. So I think that response in the moment mm -hmm. is going to be missed right. in many aspects. Right. So I think viewing it as a tool, yes. and not you know. Um, the rule, if that, yes. you know, so yeah. I know my kind of guideline for how I use audiobooks is, um, like I said, we usually do our 
uh, family read aloud, but for the individual children, they can only have one going at a time. Mm-hmm. So it's not every subject or every reading that they have to do. So for my older one this year, it was her science book because that's what we needed it for. Right. Um, for one of my other daughters, it was her um, her classic literature book that was part of her school reading, mm-hmm. um, and she would listen and follow along. Um, so and then my son, it was his leisure book, you know, just to help give it, get him over that hump of being a reluctant reader or yeah. to gain confidence. So, cause it would be easy to let them use audio versions as much as they wanted because mm-hmm. there is good in it. But my guideline to keep a boundary and a limit and for, there's no, I guess, arguing with the children just one at a time. Mm-hmm. So um, that's just the way we have found a balance. I think that makes sense that yeah. it is, should be a tool, yeah. but not a staple that yeah. we do all the time. Yeah. Um, one other caution that just came to mind, and this is interesting, is that the more you use an audio book, mm-hmm. you're almost robbing yourself mm-hmm. and your older students mm-hmm. of an opportunity mm-hmm. to practice reading aloud, yeah. to improve in the art of reading aloud. I know it's easy for people, uh, mamas who have not done a lot of reading aloud, they don't feel confident Mm -hmm. in their skills. Right. um, Then, oh, well, here's a good narrator. Mm -hmm. Let's listen to him instead. And that can be good to give your children that model, but you're also, you want to give your children the opportunity to grow in their skills of reading aloud as they get older too, so that they don't end up in the same boat Right. As you are, right. you know, if you don't feel confident sure. in it as an adult. Does that make sense? Yes, totally. The other benefit to making sure there is reading together and not using the audio version is the relationship that you have between. Mm-hmm. I mean, using our family read aloud as an example, we're all listening to it. So we do have that common bond over the reading and we can talk about it. But yes. when you you're reading together yourselves, not using the audio version. It's just a little different. And so just the, even the struggle over a few words or the content and like we were saying, the response of, oh, I don't know if I would have done that in that situation. Mm -hmm. And so then it leads to the discussion component of it that you wouldn't necessarily have with the audio version. So I feel like we could definitely debate pros and cons a lot with this subject. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's a lot of good and there's a lot of cautions, but to view it as a tool and how that best fits your family and the situation you're in. And if hard copies are available to you, you Mm -hmm. know, you may not even have the option. Um, So I think that's a good word. That's a good way to wrap it up. How about you? Do you have any other benefits or cautions about audiobooks or examples of how they've worked in your family or lessons that you've learned from using them? We'd love to hear about it. Leave those in the comments for us. And if you have other questions that you would like us to discuss, leave those in the comments as well. We want to make sure we get your questions answered. If you enjoyed this podcast, subscribe through iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. You can also subscribe to the video version of this podcast or read the blog post on our website at simplycharlottemason.com. All of those links will be in the notes, along with links to any resources that I mentioned. By the way, 
Did you know that you can tell Siri or your Echo or Google device to play the Simply Charlotte Mason podcast? Give it a try. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you next time.